0: Uh, Let's say if you are using the Arduino development board completely uh, for your breadboard project. Now now it's time to move to the uh, main component part. You don't need the complete development board. You only need that Atmega328IC.
1: Hello, welcome to the episode 4 of the Belk IoT podcast. IoT everything with me, Sai Prakash Bilkary. Okay, so in this episode 4, we'll be first doing a quick review of the new product that is recently launched which is raspberry pi 400 and then we'll take up a quick question from one of our uh, listeners and then followed by we'll talk to our guest who is shrey sharma uh, and he'll be letting us know how to build your own iot device from scratch that is right from the phase of ideation to taking the product into the market All the challenges uh, that you face to build an IoT product will be discussed, so I'm sure you're excited. So the product that we are going to review today is my favorite Raspberry Pi 400. The best part is the whole computer is within the keyboard. Yes, you heard it right. So the Raspberry Pi 400 is a new product line for Raspberry Pi and the whole computer is within the keyboard you just have to plug in a power cord and your monitor and a mouse to the keyboard which is the rpi 400 i think it's the first time an io device is being plugged into another io device isn't it that's so cool that's so cool so the Uh, It comes in two different variants, that is uh, one is RPI 400, now RPI is Raspberry Pi. So RPI 400 kit and RPI 400 standalone, both RPI 400 kit basically consists few more extra things like a mouse, HDMI cable, uh, SD card and uh, a beginner's guide uh, from official beginner's guide from Raspberry Pi and a USB power supply. So let's quickly take a look at its uh, technical specs. It basically has two USB 3.0 ports, uh, one USB 2.0 port, two micro HDMI ports, which are of, both of 4K uh, monitor support, one gigabit Ethernet port, uh, the power port is USB Type C, and obviously the 40 GPIO pins. Uh, this RPI 400 uh, comes with a BCM. 2711 quad core cortex 827 soc which is 64 bit and the best part is it's clocked at 1.8 gigahertz rather than when compared to rpi 4 it is at 1.5 gigahertz and it uh, is built in a very sleek model so and also this uh, soc is uh, covered with a large piece of metal which acts as a great heat sink, basically and uh, i just i was just going through a, a youtube review and uh, that guy you know really ran some scripts on the uh, heavy scripts on the soc and tried to compare the temperatures and despite uh, without any fans or exhaust on the on this particular device it was doing pretty great uh, when compared to uh, the other devices with having uh, you no know, heat sinks and fans. So good job, Raspberry Foundation. And finally, the most important part of any device or product is its pricing. And I feel it's it has done a great job. Uh, now a disclaimer: uh, at the time of recording this podcast. The product was still not available on in India and uh, so I happened to reach out to one of the Raspberry Pi reseller and they were kind to uh, let me know the prices. So here they are. So the Raspberry Pi 400 uh, will be available for around 5500 to 5700 rupees when compared to the RPI 4 of 4GB RAM. Now even the RPI 400 is of 4GB RAM. So it is around you know 4500 to 5200 around this range so yeah pretty good Uh, and the rpi kit uh, which is rpi 400 kit that you're getting is around 7500 so uh, if you put together uh, rpi 4 uh, with all the accessories that you're getting in that uh, kit uh, it will cost you much higher than that, which is around eight thousand five hundred to nine thousand rupees, roughly. So on both the levels, uh, I I must say that you know uh, RPI has done very good pricing because uh, you know because of the fact that even this uh, Raspberry Pi four hundred is coming with a higher clock speed. So and you know it, its performance is also very good. So. I suggest you sh- you have to consider uh, these if you are planning to buy them. All right, so moving on to the next section, which is Ask Belk IoT. This is a section where we answer all your questions, anything around IoT. So here is a question from one of our listeners. Hey, Sai Prakash, I'm Pratik Mokashi, and I have a question related to IoT security. What security measures you recommend while making an IoT solution? yes so that's a great and important question too uh, thanks for bringing it up uh, there are a few measures that you can take uh, to make sure that your iot implementations are very secure uh, the first one being you know uh, keep your all your software and uh, uh, you know patches all uh, updated uh, make sure the recent patches are updated on your devices and also Uh, What your uh, your software? uh, Implementations that you have Uh, Second thing is that you have to take care of uh, iot security all the way of your iot implementations What I mean by that is you have to make sure that you plan your iot security security right from the scratch uh, when you are building your product or any iot solution So make sure you follow all the best practices that are out there uh, so that you by default end up uh, building a secure IoT solution and the third and the final thing is that uh, you have to make sure all your unnecessary ports, both hardware and software ports are closed uh, once your product is developed and uh, ready for the production. we often happen to uh, you know create uh, these ports uh, in our software, which are uh, the communication ports for uh, for uh, you know for different protocols and also the hardware ports like uh, you know usb port or any other ports just for debugging purposes so it's often seen that these ports are left out without uh, you know being properly closed and that's where uh, most of the IoT, uh, you know, hijacks have been taken place. So that's the third thing. Make sure you close all your unnecessary ports. Adding to all these, I just wanted to mention that uh, we'll soon have a guest that uh, who will be coming on to our uh, show uh, in the upcoming episodes who is a IoT security expert and will have much more points to make than these so stay tuned for that so prateek i really hope you like these uh, suggestions and uh, i'm hoping that these suggestions will definitely make some difference to your iot implementations and for others so if you have any other iot related questions please feel free to send it to us by logging on to slash podcast and hit that orange record button finally without much due let's call on our guest for today who is shrey sharma from 30 day technologies private limited to talk with us about how to build an iot device from scratch hello shrey thanks a lot for coming on to my show uh, it's been a, such a pleasure. We, uh, it's, it, it's not been a much time that we met and uh, our relation has grown uh, in such a way that you are on, today on my podcast uh, to talk about a lot of things. Uh, uh, so why don't you first introduce yourself to my audience?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, hi, Prakash. Thank you so much for inviting me for this podcast We were planning for this thing and uh, now it is finally happening. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Hello everyone, Uh, myself Shrey and I'm an embedded system developer working for 30 Days Technologies Private Limited. And I'm a part of this organization from the last three years and I've been working on the technology of internet of things where we were developing the complete home automation solution. And we started a brand with the name of Smarden where we are doing these things. So our products and solutions are completely retrofit solutions, you don't have to rewire your home, you don't have to replace any existing appliance, all the things will be converted into smart things in your existing home. So this is one thing and from the last one year, I've been uh, training students on the technology of Internet of Things. So we started another brand by the name of IOTNs, where we are providing webinars workshops and live trainings to the students i also have some courses which are available on udemy learnmall iotians and other edtech platforms so yeah i'm pretty much into iot from the last 3 years <laughs> yeah
1: lot of lot of things there <laughs> uh, really good so so today let's talk about uh, how do we because you have a lot of experience in developing a product from scratch to, you know right uh, to to a place where we can it can be sent out to into the market so exactly. let's let's talk about you know everything so f- the first thing that uh you know i want to know is how do you get this idea basically that you know this this particular thing has to be built in this particular fashion like or how do you uh, get an idea to build a product in the first place
0: see uh well, uh, I'm not from a, you know, a tier one city, so people here are not very much aware of uh, the current technologies. So mm-hmm. when I was uh, in the last year uh, of uh, my engineering and uh, I was working on these uh, uh, IoT you know, things, and then I realized that home automation uh, market in India is not uh, very much famous. And there's a lot of scope. The market is currently open for the new products. So that's when I realized, Mm -hmm. okay, let's uh, try to build some solutions. I've seen that people were building switchboards at the time, smart switchboards. But again, uh, those switchboards are like, uh, you know, you have to replace your existing switchboard in order to make your home a smart home. So that that, uh, was the main reason I started developing these things. I want uh, to build a solution where you you don't need to replace anything, you know. you don't need to re- rewire anything. You don't need to replace your switchboard. So that's uh, yeah. So uh, from there only, I started working on uh, these things, and it uh, it really went well from there. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, how do we how do we get this idea basically that you know uh, in particular like say for example uh, y- your own example that mm-hmm. uh, we we have this product. Uh, Of uh, you know you know that uh, it has to be fit into the regular plug and it has to automate uh, the every appliance that is connected to it. That's uh, if correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, Mm. So it 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 is you know fitting into the regular uh, switchboard and uh, whatever you connect to that particular switchboard uh, is a smart thing from yeah, exactly. now so exactly. that's how it is right so how do you get this idea basically how do you uh, ideate these things in the first place
0: see uh, i got this idea when uh, i learned about uh the exact definition of iot uh back in the day i uh, i was just you know searching and then uh that was the time when i was uh, you know just tinkering with the things and then i read that iot is something where you convert your existing appliances into smart appliances. It's not like buying smart appliances. I've seen those ACs where you can convert a specific AC uh, from your mobile device, but but that is not the case. Uh, in IoT, you convert the existing things into the smart things with the help of some sensors and microcontrollers. So that thing really triggered me that, OK, now let's work on something where we can you know deploy something into the existing things, and we can make them smart. So that's where uh, the idea came from. And it was really the definition, by the way. So yeah, from that moment, I was, uh, you know, working in this direction that, okay, I need to convert the existing things into smart things. Second major point is, I uh, I uh, focused on like the, you know, uh, target audience. See, if I talk about the people who are building their new houses, is, is very mm-hmm. less... Uh, then the people who are you know ready to uh, fit my solution into their existing home where they don't have to change anything so if i talk about like uh, if i talk about that uh, uh, in uh, out of 100 percent there are 20 or maybe less than 20 percent who are shifting into new homes or who are uh, building their new homes rest of all Mm -hmm. 80 percent or more than 80 percent are you know uh, happy with their old homes And they want a solution from where they can convert their existing things into smart things. So the market is currently open, the target audience is uh, very huge. So according to business, it is great. Again, uh, these are the things that triggered me. Okay, let's move into that direction and let's uh, work on these things only.
1: Correct. Correct. Got it. So, you know, I, I you know, a small, uh, a story here, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, uh, or, you know, two days ago, I was talking to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has this, you know, uh, Jio, uh, uh, phone, which is, you know, which is a mm-hmm. normal phone, keypad phone, mm-hmm. uh, st- uh, which Geo has launched. So he was using that thing. He uses that thing every day and he listens to news. He listens to radio on that, or mm-hmm. he watches you know on that small screen he watches to uh youtube videos and all these things mm-hmm. so he was uh watching some uh news in which they were talking about autonomous cars mm-hmm. and uh he he saw that it really intrigued him, and uh, you know later in the evening when he was talking to me, he asked like you know uh, in these news uh, they were telling about you know the the few in future cars would be driverless. Uh, mm-hmm. They are you know all making uh, talking bullshit and all. Then I said no that's really true that's what we are doing. That, I mean as a IoT developer that's a, that's what I'm doing. That's yeah, yeah, what he, my work is. He says you know all day you are just sitting in front of computer. No, I, I then explained him how the things are. What are the complexities, uh, you know, in adapting, uh, you know, electric vehicle is uh, and all these things. So as part of that, I was also telling him that, you know, electric, uh, the regular fueled vehicles, you know, fossil fuel vehicles will not go away right away. But uh, it will take some time because like if if I buy a car today, it it has a a life of 15 to 20 years and I will not discard it uh, before that. Exactly. So then this idea triggered me that why don't, why are we just focusing on manufacturing a new car rather than
0: converting the existing ones converting the <laughs>
1: existing vehicles into exactly. electric vehicle there exactly. should, there should be a definite definitely there should be a, a way and uh, if if say for example if someone does that they, they should be incentivized by government and these things this is just idea for audience listening out there if you have <laughs> exactly. you know, any plans to get into a startup this is a great idea i'm giving out for free <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that's that's the basic idea uh, you know so what essentially we are doing here is we are identifying a niche problem and trying to solve it exactly technology is always there technologies keep changing but what essentially we have to do is we have to find a niche problem and uh, try to solve it Uh, you know if you solve problem uh, there are a lot of uh, good quotes out there I, I can't you know remember it exactly but if you solve others problem as your problem they they will definitely pay for that exactly. and you you do not have to pay f- think for for the money uh in that case exactly so exactly. That, that's how it now let, let's say i have this good idea and i i've done my market research and all these things mm-hmm. so now i want to try out uh, try this concept like i want to you know say for example i want to try something uh, you know the very idea that uh, I want to change a uh, normal car into a smart car. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to integrate few things so that, uh, uh, say, for example, I want to add a GPS tracker to this uh, regular car. Uh, let's uh, for for, for uh, you know for uh, uh, for example, we'll we'll think about Alto 800 okay, okay. Uh, we, we want to convert that car into a very smart car this is not a you know newly launched model the old car we want to make it a smart car then how do we do that uh, uh, what are the first steps uh, of making it and then before going to the market
0: okay so uh, one uh, one thing that i would like to point out here uh, regarding the idea uh, people generally you know focus on searching uh, new ideas unique ideas that uh, you know uh, that they think that uh, they can develop a product but uh, mm-hmm. what i say is uh, you don't really need some unique ideas to develop a product Correct. you you need to solve a problem in a simplest way possible try to look for the solution which can fit for a general people for for a layman and if that guy if uh, you know if that person uh, who is not uh, at all uh, associated with the technology is able mm-hmm. to adopt your solution, then you have greater ad- great thing. You know? Correct. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, it's, it's all about like uh, finding the simplest solution uh, mm-hmm. to the existing problem and then uh, focus on developing your complete product. So now let's talk about like, uh, uh, you know, how to, you know, you have that idea and now how to convert it into a product. So, first things, uh, start with the prototypes. Try try to implement, try to, you know, think about all the possible failures. That's what I mm-hmm. did first time. Uh, I mean, like, how my project will end up in the dustbin. Try to figure out oh, those things. Great. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Try to figure out those pain points uh, that, you, that you have to go through, basically. Uh, because no one will look at the positive side first you you, mm-hmm. you you make a product you go to investor you go to any other person they will not uh, find their uh, its features they will always find okay mm-hmm. it is missing this thing it is missing this thing
1: so correct correct i yeah. i experienced that thing uh, a lot of times you know whenever exactly. i uh, you know develop something out of scratch mm-hmm. and i go it, go and pitch it to someone that, right. that's that's Uh, definitely how uh, products are evaluated Uh, yeah sorry go ahead
0: yeah so uh, first uh, uh, well I'm not sure about the car idea but yeah uh, the things that uh, I have developed I can start with them so if uh, Mm -hmm. if I talk about my product what I've developed so I started with with the simple breadboard and uh, uh, Arduino uh, you know uh, that uh, Arduino board first uh, I try to uh, build your complete solution on a breadboard if mm-hmm. uh, let's let's not uh, you know generalize this thing uh, for uh, all the people. Is it? It's for IoT and it is like uh, developing your IoT product from scratch. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: so first try to implement uh, those things in uh, and uh, try to make a prototype. Uh, what we call is a POC proof of concept. So try to build that thing. Yeah. So try to mm-hmm. build that thing and. Uh, It it doesn't matter if it uh, doesn't look fine uh, or if it doesn't look uh, very good in presentation the only thing Mm -hmm. that uh, someone will notice is what exactly it is solving what are the problems that uh, you are solving with that product of yours so uh, i'll uh, uh, now again if you are developing an electronic product or an iot product there are two things one is hardware and another one is software so no doubt Hardware is really very hard and it takes a lot of time to develop a hardware. So Mm -hmm. you have to be mentally prepared for that. One thing is uh, that uh, I would like to point out here, the more general solution you want to develop, like if your target audience is very huge and the product that you are going to build is is a general product, there Mm -hmm. are a lot of difficulties that you have to face developing a customized solution is pretty much easier than that so if I talk about why why is that see if I if I want to uh, build a solution for you specifically for you mm-hmm. or uh, or a particular set of people I know that you guys are having these things in common so let's say if I talk about I'm going to uh, build the same thing I'm going to build a smart home automation system for your home only then I know that you mm-hmm. are getting this uh, 220 volts of power supply let's let's just consider on one case only you are getting this to, uh, okay. uh, uh, 240 watt uh, power uh, 230 or 240 volts power supply then i will design the power supply or i will buy any power supply from the market and and i'll give it to you but if i talk about in general that i have to make a solution for uh, uh, uh for the whole nation then i have to think about the minimum power that uh that we have in the india then maximum how it goes and then we must consider about the voltage spikes. Uh, sometimes it goes up to 440 volts. Then we have to take care about that also. And sometimes uh, we work with the inverters and DG sets also. So let's say if I talk about the uh, generator set, gen sets. Sometimes these gen sets uh, uh, gave 440 volts, which which you know completely burst up the product. So the more you generalize your product, the more you have to work on that for the betterment of the product.
1: Ah, got it. Got yeah. it.
0: So, this is the main thing. So, try to figure out your uh, target audience first for whom you are developing your complete product. Mm -hmm. So, after that, uh, you know, just note out all the points that, okay, uh, these are going to be the features and this is the problem that my product is going to solve. Then work accordingly Mm -hmm. and uh, try to look for solution, try to look for permanent solution. Permanent solution as well as uh, you know uh, these things these uh, IOT devices one thing is the software part which can be handled you know remotely from anywhere second one is uh, the software the firmware which goes behind uh, you know uh, which goes inside your board so try to make a generalized firmware for that too so that is the whole thing like uh, uh, start developing your uh, prototype proof of concept and try to make it better and better it will take obviously it will take time according to the you know target audience again uh, If I would say only the Wi-Fi part uh, where the user needs to connect to the uh, Wi-Fi uh, it's uh, the product needs to conne- uh, needs a Wi-Fi connection. It took me around uh, uh, One month to figure out a perfect solution uh, currently what other companies are doing uh, they are doing like they are giving a reset button to their IoT devices so that the user can reset the uh, appliance with the help of that reset button and then it can connect to the another Wi-Fi network so mm-hmm. in my case in my case if the product is going behind the switchboard I'm not able to reset it. So, it,
1: so,
0: it so I have to figure out a solution and I came up with a solution if you switch on the switch number one seven or eight times you can reset the complete uh, device so these are the solutions oh. so these are the solutions that you need to look for uh, while developing a complete product, uh, if, again, if it is a general product, you have to really work hard to make it uh, viable for the uh, for the market.
1: Got it. Yeah. So uh, you know, before uh, that's that th- those are great insights actually because I never thought from this perspective that you know the more generic the pro product is, the more tougher it is to build. Exactly. Exactly. Because uh, it has to cater. The needs and it has to also factor in the different problems that uh, show up in different ways exactly. with all the different users exactly. so that's a great insight there so but but say for example now i am in my ideation stage and i want to build out the product so should i all first uh you know start doing all these things uh like uh, checking uh, what, what what things are right, what things might go right or wrong, or mm-hmm. sure should I first uh, try out the idea that I have on the on the you know uh, off the shelf devices like Arduino, like b- before that uh, also can you also elaborate what are the off the shelf devices and uh, you know few examples for them also?
0: Okay, so uh, once once you build a complete solution uh, on on a breadboard, so then after you can move to test PCBs well uh, in that case try to look for uh, you know uh, try to replace the arduino uh, i'm not using exactly the arduino here so try to replace these microcontrollers with some heavy microcontrollers or uh, uh, you can use stm also but if your application is a very general purpose application then uh, arduino uh, will work as well then uh, uh, let's uh, let's say if you are using the arduino development board completely uh, for your breadboard project now you now it's time to move to the uh, main component part. You don't need the complete development board. You only need that at Mega328IC. So try to uh, shrink your circuit. So um, the only uh, thing, the only difficulty that I faced, uh, I would not say the only difficulty, but yeah, that the main difficulty that I faced while developing the complete uh, product is the size. It, it really matters because I, I need to fit the complete. Uh, uh, circuit behind the board, so it has to be very compact. It has to be very small so that it can go behind the existing ones. Now, uh, from the breadboard to the test PCB, you will you will uh, see a lot of changes in the circuit as well. Your uh, main components getting shrinked and then you you will be soldering the complete solution. Then, uh, then maybe you can uh, go with the through hole. There are two types, by the way, the through hole or SMD. So. First try to build a through-hole solution. I mean like where you can you know just uh, solder Uh, the component. What is this
1: through-hole, sorry? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. The general purpose circuit uh, breadboard?
0: Yeah, it is, is, uh, there are two types of PCBs, the through-hole PCB and SMD PCB. So the through-hole PCB is where you can, you know, uh, use the normal components, use the uh, uh, regular component, the resistors and the capacitors that we use that uh, which has two. Ah, uh, the brown
1: boards with all these holes and all.
0: Exactly that was the uh, that uh, that was the general purpose PCB. But uh, uh, that is the second part. Go like from breadboard to the general purpose PCB, and after developing that general purpose PCB, you can shift to a complete. Uh, uh, ready to use PCB, but again, uh, it has to be a through hole PCB. Uh, through hole will give you the uh, debugging options. Uh, what I would say, like uh, if any of the things are not working perfectly, you can you know solder, uh, desolder it, or remove it, ex- uh, replace it with a new Got component. It. So yeah, it. Uh, that you can do with the you know in the next stage. And now try it. It's now it is the time where you can. Uh, uh, I mean like fit the uh, existing, fit the product into a real life scenario where you can test your complete product and the testing should be done uh, properly for like, and uh, what I did is uh, I inserted my complete prototype behind a switchboard and keep it running uh, without any, you know, fluctuations or without anything for the, uh, for the, uh, for a time of like eight months Uh, I didn't replace it. So it was working perfectly. For, for the first eight months, we tried the software part. We try to uh, tangle that complete product uh, 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 with the manual switching part as well. And uh, we just, uh, you know, uh, we were just uh, testing it completely because okay. we, wa- we want, yeah. So we,
1: you had a rigorous testing behind it. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Because uh, we, we don't want it to, you know, blast or to, you know, uh, uh, have issues at the part of end customer so we need to take care of that so uh, Mm -hmm. again you have to the main uh, issue that uh, that I think uh, arises during any electronic component is the power supply so you if you are uh, searching for like uh, if you are searching for something where you can you know invest more uh, so it has to be your power supply just take care of the power supply because uh, in India we are not you know uh, distributing the uniform power supply to each and every place. So this is the very important issue. Again, microcontrollers, mm-hmm. coding, and you can do these things, but this power factor and uh, this electricity part, it is not in your hands. So try to uh, make a stable solution for that. Don't just go for the cheap and uh, existing ones.
1: Got it. Yeah. Okay. So so now that you know, I have uh, these things ready uh, in my place, uh what do i what do i uh how do i uh make up these things to be ready for the market like do you first uh give it uh you know like you know all the marketing strategies like you give it for free to uh, for the other users to use it or uh you know mm-hmm. uh you do a rigorous testing as you are telling you you used it for eight months yeah so what are the uh, what are the other things that uh, have that has to be taken into consideration before we don't mm-hmm. put it out to into see, market uh,
0: okay so there are a lot of things that you need to do before putting out uh, the complete product in the market see the presentation is very important so in my case uh, if the product uh Is like uh, if you are at this stage where you have a complete PCB, and I'm not talking about the test PCB with uh, with the holes. I'm just talking about the PCB with you know either it can be a through hole PCB, the PCB that looks like okay it is going to be a product. So that PCB. Mm -hmm. So at that stage, uh, the best part is to collaborate with a technology partner. Is to collaborate with with some uh, you know. uh, some other firms so that you can verify your uh, what you have done so far. In my case I have collaborated with a firm, uh, again for the testing part and for the certification. This thing is another uh, important thing, if you are developing an electronic product you need to go through some PCB lab testing, you need to go through a lot of uh, different types of testing so uh, lab test is there the voltage test is there uh, the heat test is there microwave test is there so these tests are done by some external agents and these uh, the companies who uh, do these things will also give you a test report of the complete pcbs so uh, when you are ready with your solution i mean uh, you cannot do all the things all alone you have to be associate okay. you have to associate with different different firms uh, for the different things so this testing mm-hmm. part, you what you can do? See, uh, no matter how um, how good you are doing, there are something mm-hmm. that 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 is not in your hand. Like this testing part, you can test it whether it is working perfectly or not. You can only test the working. You cannot test each and every parameter. So for these parameters, Correct. there are special people. There are special companies who do these testings. So you need to test. Uh, send your product to them. You need. A complete verification so I'm uh, mm-hmm. associated with this company where I send the uh, our products and uh, after the testing part is done uh, they, they gave us the complete PCB reports and they, they guide us to replace some of the components with these components so it, it takes a lot so uh, once uh, if I talk about my first PCB uh, it, it was uh, containing somewhat around uh, 20 to 30 components only, but when I made it an actual product, the uh, the list of the components that I used in a single product is 90 plus. So that is oh. the reason, yeah, so that That's is the reason, difference. exactly, that, that you have to do, you have to go through the process, uh, because again, uh, if you are going to make a general solution, you have to satisfy each and every condition from top to bottom and those conditions can be anything so you have to prepare for that so again uh, the uh, i mean uh, where we use those 90 components it's all about filtering and passing the uh, actual current actual voltage to the microcontroller and maintaining each and everything regulating each and everything so these are very important parts that you need to take care while developing your own electronic uh, iot product The software part is, uh, I'm not talking about the software part because I'm more concerned towards the hardware part. Uh, Maybe we can talk Mm -hmm. about it, but again, software parts, uh, uh, you need to develop, uh, same thing, if you are generalizing the thing, at the software end also, you have to uh, take care about the databases, about the data that is being communicated from your IoT device to the uh, end gateway or to the cloud where you are keeping all these things. You have Mm -hmm. to... Uh, one important thing while developing an IoT software is the latency. I mean, okay. yeah. So, uh, when your device is uh, giving you the data, it it should be very quick. The delay must not be there. So, uh, we had a hard time uh, uh, minimizing this delay, and now it's working absolutely fine, and we are not experiencing any delay till uh, till now. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, oh, it's it... very important to minimize the delay. Yeah, sorry. All, yeah. yeah.
1: Please. So it it all takes, uh, you know, optimizing the code, optimizing the hardware, exactly. uh, you know, also in this process, I'm sure, uh, you know, the, the cost is also uh, kept in mind that the cost has to be cut down as much as possible. I'm sure like, you know, uh, even I uh, was doing a project when I was back in college, mm-hmm. so I could always, uh, you know, refer uh, to this particular project whenever I, mm-hmm. because I, I got a lot of experience with that project is that, there was a, you know, there was a uh, company that walked into a college and said, you know, mm-hmm. if you can build a uh, IoT device for this thing. Mm-hmm. So they uh, it, it is basically a manhole cover. Uh, let me give you the whole story. It is a, basically a manhole cover uh, mm-hmm. manufacturing company. So what they wanted is uh, they wanted uh, some sensor some device which can sense the uh, sewage levels because manual covers you are used both for uh, the you know the the manholes uh, basically and also the overhead tanks and the underhead tanks uh, mm. so they basically wanted some devices which can be uh, you know which 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 are not integrated into that thing but can be bought separately and uh, you know fitted into any kind of uh, uh you know manual covers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they should basically sense the sewage level and also yeah. the or yeah. if, if it is kept in a, over a tank then the water level and it can also be integrated with uh, you know other uh, systems like uh, uh, mm-hmm. say for example if it is a sewage level and it is a, uh, f- f- for implementing a smart city kind of project mm-hmm. then it should be connected with the systems of the government Mm-hmm. Uh, so that exactly. an alert is triggered or a ticket is raised exactly. Exactly. I'm not sure you know if uh, you know a lot of yeah. governments work on ticket based things mm-hmm. but yes uh, at least a ticket ca- uh, 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 alert could be sent to one of the officials exactly. Exactly. or if it is over a tank it can automatically uh, turn off the motor or uh, mm-hmm. the, the water pump exactly so yeah so, uh, I mean, in this kind of mm-hmm. yes yeah please so please. in this in this kind of uh, you know venture, I got to learn a lot. Like I started with Arduino first, and then mm-hmm. uh, he uh, I I kind of uh, gave a demo, and mm-hmm. then he was not happy with the pricing. Then I thought like you know when, when this is a huge circuit, and I just need this chipset. So what I uh, did is I used this Arduino, I dumped the code, I you know. Uh, because ordino is open source you can do mm-hmm. anything with that so i just pulled out the atmega uh you know uh atmega 328p mm-hmm. yeah, right exactly. uh the the chip and uh you know just uh, soldered it on a general purpose PCB, and then mm-hmm. uh, attached whatever components that i have so that drastically reduced the price like uh, exactly. at the the ordino itself is around 400 rupees and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, the atmega 328p Uh, chip we get it for 90 to 100 rupees so that's a huge shift in the price exactly so that's how uh, i learned a lot of things by trying out in my college uh, Mm. of bringing a iot device from from cost purpose perspective from optimization for again there was a huge question that was raised uh, uh, around how would the the power source for this uh, device would be Uh, uh, you know selected like is it a solar or is it a uh, you know direct uh, electricity from the switchboard or is it you know any other power source or is it a battery then I said uh, no it is definitely uh, it should be uh, solar if it is over a tank and if it if it is uh, not in over a tank then uh, uh, it should be kind of uh, uh, it should be a kind of uh, direct uh, supply then he was asking for battery then battery when we bring in the battery battery also has different things like what would be the life of the device exactly. for each battery exactly exactly, exactly. so uh, based on for life uh, to increase the life you have to uh, uh, bring down the number of iterations you have to send the device into sleep mode multiple exactly. times so that exactly. it checks uh, things only once in a while and mm-hmm. all these things so it, it i definitely agree with you that it is not a single uh try and it, it is a hit it is definitely a uh, multiple iterations it takes a long time basically to build a iot hardware device rather than a software mm. uh because even i am from electronics background i love doing these things <laughs> uh apart from uh you know softwares are really also good they they mm. also need a lot of uh uh, optimizations the, the only best thing I feel about uh, software is that uh, there are a lot of libraries that are already there and you just have to use them and things are ready almost exactly, exactly. you just have to optimize your code and uh, you know you sure you have to make sure you you choose the right technology in softwares I am I've seen this using the right technology really uh, plays a vital role exactly. uh, correct me if I'm wrong here and if you have any other points here
0: uh, no, uh, exactly. I totally agree with you. I mean, like uh, for IoT itself, like let's let's not go to the technology directly, but I'll give you a small example. Uh, we have databases and we have like different databases, SQL and uh, some other databases. But for IoT, we specifically prefer the real-time ones, th- those databases which support real-time operations. So yeah, it's, it's just a normal example. Now uh, let's come to the very important part, I think, uh, uh, which is the pricing itself which is the pricing and how to finally launch your product into the market. Well, Mm -hmm. the first thing uh, that I would like to share is the components pricing. People will get the component online Ah. and they they can build a prototype. It's very easy. But again, Mm -hmm. this thing will not work. I mean, for the production level, it will not work. There are different levels and you have to set your capex for different levels. Like, there is this R&D, uh, R&D department where you have to, you know, constantly work on these things to get better and better. And we, we, this is the only department that, uh, you know, demands for a lot of money. So,
1: mm-hmm. if get you it. are,
0: yeah, it, it totally uh, depends on what product you are developing. But if it is as simple as home automation, if I talk about home automation, it is very common right now. And if it is as simple as home automation, it uh, uh, your 8 to 9 lakhs are like gone it, it it's in the r and d cost and 8 to 9 lakhs it's it's a very small amount that i'm seeing for like mm-hmm. for complete development uh, where you are testing your own products where you are making your own products from the scratch so yeah now let's uh, come back to the uh, components part for the prototypes only you cannot rely on the components uh, for the on the chinese mm-hmm. components or the components that are available uh, in the local market this is the main issue that we face.
1: bharat is it <laughs> oh
0: sorry i'm really
1: sorry to interrupt no, you sorry
0: no no it's it's uh, it's not like uh, you cannot uh, get the components from china and then you can uh, uh, you know uh, make your product uh, till date there are so many things that are uh, that we are importing from china and we are uh, somehow dependent on it so yeah electronics industry is very much uh, dependent on china and if i talk about home automation specifically there are more than 90% of the companies in india which are exporting the complete product from the china as well and if i talk about the tier one companies uh, i'll not say any names here but uh, if i am talking about tier one companies you know who who are in the tier one so they are doing exactly the same thing they are mm-hmm. importing the uh, they are importing the uh, products from china itself uh, one one uh, uh, example, exam, uh, I would not say example, I, I'd say like uh, judge yourself, uh, go open uh, Amazon and try to search for smart plug, find the similar products. They are all from China and you know wh- what, which company is supplying which product. <laughs> so that that is one thing. And that's where into. I
1: clap for you. I <laughs> really clap for you because you, you, you know, people like you are very much needed in India right now. We really need to bring in this... Uh, uh, vibe of atmanirbhar bharat uh, so that we build <laughs> our own devices and start also not, not only use it for ourselves but start exporting
0: exactly so uh, correct
1: so, yeah. Sorry sorry to interrupt uh, no, no, your no, flow, uh, let's go back to the price. Yeah,
0: so yeah, components part is very much important. See, once you have made the circuit, the PCB is there with you. Now let's move on to the uh, part where you have uh, tied up with, a, with an existing firm or where you are going from like uh, test boards or uh, t- through whole PCB to a final product where everything is uh, uh, surface mounted. So the size of the PCB uh, shrinks Mm -hmm. itself, Uh, you are now using the complete modules and each and everything is perfect. But now this is the testing part and which Mm -hmm. is very important, you have the prototyping with you and it is the stage where you need to import the uh, actual components, actual components from the actual manufacturers. Like if you need a, a specific IC from Samsung that it has to be from Samsung, you cannot rely on any other third-party manufacturer reason being i have to make sure one of my things are working absolutely fine because if i talk about the prototype let's say uh, i have made any mistakes in the circuit then how will i test it Mm -hmm. if i use any chinese component i will not able to clarify that whether the component is uh, bad or my pcb is bad so for the prototype only you need to Uh, you know, import the components directly from DigiKey or Mauser. If you are making electronic products, again, use the verified components only that are available on DigiKey and Mauser. Uh, They are well known company for that. And, uh, you know, you will get the original product from there. See, if your components are original, then you are sure at one end that, okay, my components are properly uh, aligned and they are completely original. And I don't have to think uh, about that if there is any issue. I know that this is a issue in my circuit, then I have to rectify it, then I have to change it. Once the prototype is fully final, then you can move to the production department, which is again uh, another thing. Uh, I mean like uh, all the things, uh, uh, the cost optimization and all the other things, uh, they are the part of the production department cost optimization and the bom optimization bom we call the bill of material bill of material is this list of uh, the components that are required to make your uh, exist, uh, i mean like make your complete product so this mm-hmm. is the part where uh, once you have your prototype which is fully verified fully tested then it is uh, the optimization which really uh, kicks in so in the optimization you need to uh, uh, think whether you really need this component and uh, uh, if it, it doesn't matter if you replace it or you can you know replace it with some cheaper ones or you can replace it uh, or you can just remove it so it is that time when uh, your product is tested and verified now you move to the optimization part where you can you know finally decide to go into the production level now again if I talk about the production it, it doesn't work like uh, you import the component from one place and then you you know uh, gave it to the production department or the basically I'll tell you how production works first of all, try to search for a single source, single stop solution. So there are uh, three things. One is procurement, second one is assembly and uh, third one uh, is I mean like uh, making the PCBs itself. So first one is like where you need to procure the components. Uh, Now if you are in the production stage and you know that okay, my uh, circuit is working perfectly fine, prototype is completely tested, I can go with the uh you know uh, chinese components or some other uh, low grade components as well to optimize the cost of the product and the cost of the product will also depend on the number of units you are manufacturing if you are mm-hmm. going into production development uh, production department then either go for 500 pieces or 1000 pieces it will optimize the cost of overall product so okay. uh, yeah so uh, then uh, Again,
1: economies of scale basically.
0: Ex- exactly, exactly. so uh, then again, uh, you need to procure the components. Now it's it's up to you, either you are using DGQ or Mauser. Again, if you are using very high-end components, obviously the product cost will go up. So I'll tell you how you can do that. Only for the power supply, uh, go for the components that are perfectly tested and perfectly verified. For the other things, which are working on uh, low voltages like 33 <clears> volt <throat> in our case, Uh, if you are working on microcontrollers like ESP32 so if you are working on these type of microcontrollers then uh, uh, where the voltage is typically low then you can move to some other uh, like Chinese vendors uh, also where you can you know uh, use uh, other components or other uh, local locally available components then uh, there is this part where you have to manufacture the PCB uh, then component procurement then the assembly part now you have the products ready and not I will not say the products I'll say the PCBs the assembled PCBs Mm -hmm. now the main part which is very irritating finding a perfect outer body for your product (laughs) this Ah, is indeed
1: it is in now
0: exactly this this is a very very crucial and this uh, defines what your product will look like and it is Mm -hmm. a very you know uh, hectic part also you need to search for the makers like uh, mold makers or die makers what we call so there are again two steps if you think that your product is uh, like similar to some other products then mm-hmm. you can go for the existing housing because okay. because let's say if you are developing something really unique and something really new then the one thing that you need to do for making the outer covering is first part is 3d printing you need to make a complete 3D print of the design of the complete product then you need to make a mold for that then again uh, after the mold is there you have your die and then you you go with the production part where you can design the outer casing of the product okay so there is a catch in this one also uh, if you are making unique product then uh, after PCB you can design the outer casing but if you think that your product is kind of similar to other products let's say let's say if we talk about the smart plug smart plug is a very common product and uh, what you can do is if you if you think that you are making if your product is quite similar to uh, those which are available in the market try to search for the mold makers who actually make the mold for the existing smart plug take out their Mm -hmm. take out their mold and design your pcb according to the mold this is the one thing that I did uh, uh, which really went wrong, I made the PCBs then I was searching for the mold because my product is quite similar with the other products and then uh, I figured out okay I've made a blunder now because I made the PCBs and then I was searching for the molds and my PCBs aren't fitting in that particular mold so I have to to rephrase each and everything I have to search for the mold then I have to remake the complete PCB and and the reason behind that is if you go for own mold manufacturing it will take three months minimum it will take around three months and it will ta- cost you around three lakhs three to four lakhs for a mold oh. yeah for a mold okay. and and again that only depends on uh, how much product you are how much uh, is your production rate so if you are uh, uh, developing uh, if you are uh, you know uh, if you are needing like thousands and uh, more than thousand and five thousand, ten thousand 5000 10000 units and your uh, market is stable then you can maybe go for your own mold but uh, if you are not uh, like uh, not very much uh, sure about the market condition and you are still experimenting with the product i would suggest you to search for an existing mold first so that is uh, another big thing that uh, you know that uh, we we must need to take care of
1: so basically we first have to figure out if our uh uh model is a suv or a hatchback <laughs> exactly. or a sedan and then design exactly. our engine accordingly <laughs>
0: exactly exactly exactly
1: so yeah okay so a lot of things really you know it's uh i i, I didn't know that you know because i never uh, made a complete end-to-end product for mark you know mm-hmm. to be taken to the market I, it's it's really a good experience uh mm-hmm. uh to you know uh to, learn, to do things from scratch. I did it to a uh, small extent and I al- already shared that thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it really takes a lot of efforts and yeah. uh, you know, a, a lot of rigorous testing and especially with hardware because you can't afford to uh, go wrong if, if exactly. it, if, if it uh, goes, goes yeah. wrong, then so, you'd be in a huge trouble basically. Uh,
0: s- sorry to cut you off, but uh, again, uh, as I said, there are two things, hardware and software. Once your hardware is fixed, you cannot spend seven or eight lakhs again and again, but you can experiment with the software. So I'll ask uh, the audience to focus more on the hardware part. Try to make it as perfect as you can. Because mm-hmm. uh, also uh, one important thing while developing the software, either for the, uh, the firmware part or, and either for the software, try to think of all the things that can happen in the next five years this is really important i mean as wow. for the software perspective you must uh, open the gates for the for further developments in your existing product so uh, one good example that uh, i'd like to you know share uh, what i'm developing right now we are actually working on uh, another product uh, where we are using the esp32 boards so in our products we are just opening a gateway so that it can interact with our future products. I mean, we are just deploying the gateways in our existing products, so that in future, if we make anything, so the mm-hmm. doors are open for the existing ones. So, uh, yeah. So you have to think in that direction also. So, like
1: also just, just to like uh, give an uh, other perspective, like the, today's phones, mm-hmm. although 5G network is not ready, mm-hmm. the phones that are coming out today exactly. are. 5g ready exactly so that's exactly. how because you buy a phone today and it would be lasting for 3 or 4 years at exactly. least in my case i use a phone for 3 or 4 years i exactly, don't know what exactly, others do. exactly 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 uh, but they are 5g ready so exactly. that's how the things have to be yeah. right
0: yeah just focus uh, uh, focus on the hardware part more and try to uh, again uh, generalize the things and uh, try to make them very simpler and uh, m- plug and play types for the user so that it, it doesn't have to, you know, uh, you don't have to give constant support to each and everyone. Also, one trick, uh, I'd say trick, uh, to save the cost uh, in the production uh, while de- uh, designing your mold. So it totally, mm-hmm. it also depends on the color of the product you are developing. Uh, it might is sound it? weird. Yeah, it, I might sound weird. Uh, so let's say if you are uh, if your product is of white color, the plastic body of your product is white color, it will cost you more reason white is uh, like if it is uh, bright white or it's completely white and there is this off white the difference in the quality of plastic you can use low-grade plastic for the black product but you cannot use the low-grade plastic for the white product if you have made high-grade if you have used high-grade plastic for your product you have to maintain that in white color but you can cut down the cost if you are making it in black <laughs> the users oh will not, my able, God, to,
1: like, <laughs> users uh, not able to users not able to find <laughs> too complex man <laughs>
0: exactly so,
1: i i uh, hope at least you know because uh, the smartin logo is white <laughs> white and black i hope you you will not overprice because of just the white color no
0: no no, no. <laughs> we will not overprice our solutions are affordable <laughs> yeah
1: Great. So, uh, if if any of us, uh, you know, just the last question here. If any of us, any of us want to buy your uh, product, uh, when is it will when it will be available for us, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what wh- on what channels can we buy it?
0: Just simply go to the website, and you can see the products now. Uh, products. W- uh, we are actually moving to the offline market. We we are not very much into the online market right now. We are uh, planning strategies to launch it for the offline market. Because if I say, mm-hmm. if I, you know, uh, if I talk about the general market, they are uh, not very much uh, aware of these things, the home automation and the smart things. So I would like to expand our network in the offline state. So, yeah, uh, online it is available on in. Uh, you can always check out the products there. You can read the complete brochure, details about the products. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it will be available on Flipkart, Amazon, and other third-party services. But again, uh, the overall plan is to tie up uh, with the uh, builders and uh, you know start with the retail, retail market. Another thing that we are doing, like if you are uh, thinking of having your own brand, if you are thinking of develop, developing your own business in the home automation industry, we are providing uh, continuous support and we are uh, doing uh, uh, the B2B tie-ups in which we will be... Uh, giving you the product with your name we call it white labeling and where we will be as uh, we will be your oem partner which means original electronic manufacturer so we will be the oem and we will supply you we will supply you all the products with your name but again uh, there has to be some quantity and there has to be some kind of agreement between us and the application will be on your name as well so uh, these are the things but again we are open for business for uh like b2b and b2c
1: Okay, so like, uh, if if in in B two B case, you can partnership uh, partner with some real estate guy, so that you know yeah. he brands it by himself and uh, he put it puts it in his exactly, new flats exactly. or uh, for all exactly. the this,
0: this is this is one thing. Uh, for uh, like, for an individual, if we, if we want to start their own uh, lineup of smart home automation, or uh, if uh, the existing market, if someone from existing market who's LEDs or whose fans are already there in the market who wants to pitch in with the home automation segment, we are uh, helping them also. So it's it's more like, uh, like uh, as I've told you, if you search for smart plug, you will see a number of players uh, who are importing from China. So we are uh, making the traders here that they don't need to import from China. We are already doing the work here and you guys can directly take the product from here, uh, paste your uh, logo over it, and then you can supply it with your name. So we, we are doing that also. <laughs>
1: great great all right that that was you know a very extensive uh, thing uh, that you uh, uh extensive level of knowledge that you gave in here uh, thanks a lot for thank them so uh much. shrey thank you uh, it was really a pleasure to chat with you with all about all these things it's really inspiring and uh you know w- what you have been doing all these days with smarten and uh, we really hope to use your products in the future uh I'll sure. I'll be one of your first buyers. I'll fix it in all my uh <laughs> Sure, sure. Pitch Thanks a lot. <laughs> sure. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you. So uh, much. Any final notes that you want to add?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I've shared uh, as much as I could, and like maybe you can drop my LinkedIn handle uh, with this podcast so that if someone needs any help uh, regarding any products or IoT specifically, they can directly contact me.
1: Great, great. Thanks a lot. I'll definitely do that. I'll uh, uh, I'll link down uh, Shrey Sharma's uh, LinkedIn uh, URL in the show notes so that you can directly contact him. He's very you know uh, active on LinkedIn. So am I. You can also contact me. <laughs> <I'm> kidding here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. but uh, you know, uh, I'll you know that's how we met basically. Uh, Shrey exactly. and I, you know, I was. I was checking, uh, you know, my uh, LinkedIn post, and I suddenly saw this uh, uh, post by uh, Shrey that he was operating the smart devices, and I, I thought, let me get his backstory on my podcast. And then uh, it's it's been a while that it's been more than three months that we connected by now. Exactly. But uh, it, it, in this small uh, in this small time of uh, relation, we have built. A, Great uh, relation, great brotherhood uh, between us, and uh, I I hope this will go a long sure. way.
0: Sure, sure, likewise.
1: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming. Have a Thank great day. Thank you so day. much. I, Thank I, you
0: so much, Prakash. Have a great day. Bye bye.
1: All right, that brings us to the end of this podcast episode. Thanks a lot for making it till the end, and uh, please make sure you subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast from. That will encourage me a lot to bring more such podcasts around IoT. Until then, keep doing awesome as always.